Book One, Chapters One through Ten of the Confessions of Saint Augustine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne Spiegel. The Confessions of Saint Augustine, Bishop of Hippo, translated by the Reverend E. B. Pusey. Book One. Confessions of the Greatness and Unsearchableness of God, of God's Mercies in Infancy and Boyhood, and Human Willfulness, of His Own Sins of Idleness, Abuse of His Studies, and God's Gifts Up to His Fifteenth Year. Chapter 1 Great art thou, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great is thy power, and thy wisdom infinite. And thee would man praise man but a particle of thy creation man that bears about him his mortality the witness of his sin the witness that thou resistest the proud yet would man praise thee he but a particle of thy creation thou awakest us to delight in thy praise for thou madest us for thyself and our heart is restless until it repose in thee grant me lord to know and understand which is first to call on thee or to praise thee and again to know thee or to call on thee for who can call on thee not knowing thee for he that knoweth thee not may call on thee as other than thou art or is it rather that we call on thee that we may know thee but how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed or how shall they believe without a preacher? And they that seek the Lord shall praise him. For they that seek shall find him, and they that find shall praise him. I will seek thee, Lord, by calling on thee, and will call on thee, believing in thee. For to us hast thou been preached. My faith, Lord, shall call on thee, which thou hast given me, wherewith thou hast inspired me, through the incarnation of thy Son, through the ministry of the preacher. Chapter 2 And how shall I call upon my God, my God and Lord, since when I call for him I shall be calling him to myself? And what room is there within me, whither my God can come into me? Whither can God come into me, God who made heaven and earth? Is there, indeed, O Lord my God, aught in me that can contain thee do then heaven and earth which thou hast made and wherein thou hast made me contain thee or because nothing which exists could exist without thee doth therefore whatever exists contain thee since then i too exist why do i seek that thou shouldst enter into me who were not wert thou not in me why because I am not gone down in hell, and yet thou art there also. For if I go down into hell, thou art there. I could not be then, O my God, could not be at all, wert thou not in me. Or, rather, unless I were in thee, of whom are all things, by whom are all things, in whom are all things. Even so, Lord, even so whither do i call thee since i am in thee or whence canst thou enter into me 
for whither can i go beyond heaven and earth that thence my god should come in to me who hath said i fill the heaven and the earth chapter three do the heaven and the earth then contain thee since thou fillest them or dost thou fill them and yet overflow since they do not contain thee and whither when the heaven and the earth are filled pourest thou forth the remainder of thyself or hast thou no need that aught contain thee who containest all things since what thou fillest thou fillest by containing it for the vessels which thou fillest uphold thee not since though they were broken thou wert not poured out and when thou art poured out on us thou art not cast down but thou upliftest us thou art not dissipated but thou gatherest us but thou who fillest all things fillest thou them with thy whole self or since all things cannot contain thee wholly do they contain part of thee and all at once the same part or each its own part the greater more the smaller less and is then one part of thee greater another less or art thou holy everywhere while nothing contains thee holy chapter four what art thou then my god what but the lord god for who is lord but the lord or who is god save our god most highest most good most potent most omnipotent most merciful yet most just most hidden yet most present most beautiful yet most strong stable yet incomprehensible unchangeable yet all-changing never new never old all renewing and bringing age upon the proud and they know it not ever working ever at rest still gathering yet nothing lacking supporting filling and overspreading creating nourishing and maturing seeking yet having all things thou lovest without passion art jealous without anxiety repentest yet grievest not art angry yet serene changest thy works thy purpose unchanged receiveth again what thou findest yet did never lose never in need yet rejoicing in gains never covetous yet exacting usury thou receivest over and above that thou mayest owe and who hath aught that is not thine thou payest debts owing nothing remittest debts losing nothing and what have i now said my god my life my holy joy or what saith any man when he speaks of thee yet woe to him that speaketh not since mute are even the most eloquent chapter five. Oh, that i might repose on thee Oh, that thou wouldst enter into my heart and inebriate it that i may forget my ills and embrace thee my soul good what art thou to me in thy pity teach me to utter it or what am i to thee that thou demandest my love and if i give it not 
art wroth with me and threatenest me with grievous woes is it then a slight woe to love thee not oh for thy mercy's sake tell me o lord my god what thou art unto me say unto my soul i am thy salvation so speak that i may hear behold lord my heart is before thee open thou the ears thereof and say unto my soul i am thy salvation after this voice let me haste and take hold on thee hide not thy face from me let me die lest i die only let me see thy face narrow is the mansion of my soul enlarge thou it that thou mayest enter in it is ruinous repair thou it it has that within which must offend thine eyes i confess and know it but who shall cleanse it or to whom should i cry save thee lord cleanse me from my secret faults and spare thy servant from the power of the enemy i believe and therefore do i speak lord thou knowest have i not confessed against myself my transgressions unto thee and thou my god hast forgiven the iniquity of my heart i contend not in judgment with thee who art the truth i fear to deceive myself lest mine iniquity lie unto itself therefore i contend not in judgment with thee for if thou lord shouldst mark iniquities o lord who shall abide it chapter six yet suffer me to speak unto thy mercy me dust and ashes yet suffer me to speak since i speak to thy mercy and not to scornful man thou too perhaps despiseth me yet wilt thou return and have compassion upon me for what would i say o lord my god but that i know not whence i came into this dying life shall i call it or living death then immediately did the comforts of thy compassion take me up as i heard for i remember it not from the parents of my flesh out of whose substance thou didst sometime fashion me thus there received me the comforts of woman's milk for neither my mother nor my nurses stored their own breasts for me but thou didst bestow the food of my infancy through them according to thine ordinance whereby thou distributest thy riches through the hidden springs of all things thou also gavest me to desire no more than thou gavest and to my nurses willingly to give me what thou gavest them for they with a heaven-taught affection willingly gave me what they abounded with from thee for this my good from them was good for them nor indeed from them was it but through them for from thee o god are all good things and from my god is all my health this i since learned thou through these thy gifts within me and without proclaiming thyself unto me for then i knew but to suck to repose in what pleased and cry at what offended my flesh nothing more afterwards i began to smile first in sleep 
then waking for so it was told me of myself and i believed it for we see the like in other infants though of myself i remember it not thus little by little i became conscious where i was and to have a wish to express my wishes to those who could content them and i could not for the wishes were within me and they without nor could they by any sense of theirs enter within my spirit so i flung about at random limbs and voice making the few signs i could and such as i could like though in truth very little like what i wished and when i was not presently obeyed my wishes being hurtful or unintelligible then i was indignant with my elders for not submitting to me with those owing me no service for not serving me and avenged myself on them by tears such have i learnt infants to be from observing them and that i was myself such they all unconscious have shown me better than my nurses who knew it and lo my infancy died long since and i live but thou lord who for ever livest and in whom nothing dies for before the foundations of the worlds and before all that can be called before thou art and art god and lord of all which thou hast created in thee abide fixed for ever the first causes of all things unabiding and of all things changeable the springs abide in thee unchangeable and in thee live the eternal reasons of all things unreasoning and temporal say lord to me thy supplicant say all pitying to me thy pitiable one say did my infancy succeed another age of mine that died before it was it that which i spent within my mother's womb for of that i have heard somewhat and have myself seen women with child and what before that life again o god my joy was i anywhere or anybody for this i have none to tell me neither father nor mother nor experience of others nor mine own memory dost thou mock me for asking this and bid me praise thee and acknowledge thee for that i do know i acknowledge thee lord of heaven and earth and praise thee for my first rudiments of being and my infancy whereof i remember nothing for thou hast appointed that man should from others guess much as to himself and believe much on the strength of weak females even then i had being and life and at my infancy's close i could seek for signs whereby to make known to others my sensations whence could such a being be save from thee lord shall any be his own artificer or can there elsewhere be derived any vein which may stream essence and life into us save from thee o lord in whom essence and life are one for thou thyself art supremely essence and life for thou art most high and art not changed for neither in thee doth to-day come to a close yet in thee doth it come to a close because all such things also are in thee for they had no way to pass away unless thou upheldest them and since thy years fail not thy years are one to-day how many of ours and our fathers years have flowed away through thy to-day 
and from it received the measure and mould of such being as they had and still others shall flow away and so receive the mould of their degree of being but thou art still the same and all things of to-morrow and all beyond and all of yesterday and all behind it thou hast done to-day what is it to me though any comprehend not this let him also rejoice and say what thing is this let him rejoice even thus and be content rather by not discovering to discover thee than by discovering not to discover thee chapter seven hear o god alas for man's sin so saith man and thou pitiest him for thou madest him but sin in him thou madest not who remindeth me of the sins of my infancy for in thy sight none is pure from sin not even the infant whose life is but a day upon the earth who remindeth me does not each little infant in whom i see what of myself i remember not what then was my sin was it that i hung upon the breast and cried for should i now so do for food suitable to my age justly should i be laughed at and reproved what i then did was worthy reproof but since i could not understand reproof custom and reason forbade me to be reproved for those habits when grown we root out and cast away now no man though he prunes wittingly casts away what is good or was it then good even for a while to cry for what if given would hurt bitterly to resent that person's free and its own elders yea the very authors of its birth served it not that many besides wiser than it obeyed not the nod of its good pleasure to do its best to strike and hurt because commands were not obeyed which had been obeyed to its hurt the weakness then of infant limbs not its will is its innocence myself have seen and known even a baby envious it could not speak yet it turned pale and looked bitterly on its foster-brother who knows not this mothers and nurses tell you that they allay these things by i know not what remedies is that too innocence when the fountain of milk is flowing in rich abundance not to endure one to share it though in extremest need and whose very life as yet depends thereon we bear gently with all this not as being no or slight evils but because they will disappear as years increase for though tolerated now the very same tempers are utterly intolerable when found in riper years thou then o lord my god who gavest life to this my infancy furnishing thus with senses as we see the frame thou gavest compacting its limbs ornamenting its proportions and for its general good and safety implanting in it all vital functions thou commandest me to praise thee in these things to confess unto thee and sing unto thy name thou most highest for thou art god almighty and good even hadst thou done naught but only this which none could do but thou whose unity is the mould of all things who out of thy own fairness makest all things fair and orderest all things by thy law this age then lord 
whereof i have no remembrance which i take on others word and guess from other infants that i have passed true though the guess be yet i am loath to count in this life of mine which i live in this world for no less than that which i spent in my mother's womb is it hid from me in the shadows of forgetfulness but if i was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me where i beseech thee o my god where lord or when was i thy servant guiltless but lo that period i pass by and what have i now to do with that of which i can recall no vestige chapter eight passing hence from infancy i come to boyhood or rather it came to me displacing infancy nor did that depart for whither went it and yet it was no more for i was no longer a speechless infant but a speaking boy this i remember and have since observed how i learned to speak it was not that my elders taught me words as soon after other learning in any set method but i longing by cries and broken accents and various motions of my limbs to express my thoughts so that i might have my will and yet unable to express all i willed or to whom i willed did myself by the understanding which thou my god gavest me practise the sounds in my memory when they named any thing and as they spoke turned towards it i saw and remembered that they called what they would point out by the name they uttered and that they meant this thing and no other was plain from the motion of their body the natural language as it were of all nations expressed by the countenance glances of the eye gestures of the limbs and tones of the voice indicating the affections of the mind as it pursues possesses rejects or shuns and thus by constantly hearing words as they occurred in various sentences i collected gradually for what they stood and having broken in my mouth to these signs i thereby gave utterance to my will thus i exchanged with those about me these current signs of our wills and so launched deeper into the stormy intercourse of human life yet depending on parental authority and the beck of elders chapter nine o god my god what miseries and mockeries did i now experience when obedience to my teachers was proposed to me as proper in a boy in order that in this world i might prosper and excel in tongue science which should serve to the praise of men and to deceitful riches next i was put in school to get learning in which i poor wretch knew not what use there was and yet if idle in learning i was beaten for this was judged right by our forefathers and many passing the same course before us framed for us weary paths through which we were fain to pass multiplying toil and grief upon the sons of adam but lord we found that men called upon thee and we learnt from them to think of thee according to our powers as of some great one who though hidden from our senses couldst hear and help us for so i began as a boy to pray to thee my aid and refuge and broke the fetters of my tongue to call on thee praying thee though small yet with no small earnestness that i might not be beaten at school 
and when thou hurtest me not not thereby giving me over to folly my elders yea my very parents who yet wished me no ill mocked my stripes my then great and grievous ill is there lord any of soul so great and cleaving to thee with so intense affection for a sort of stupidity will in a way do it but is there any one who from cleaving devoutly to thee is endued with so great a spirit that he can think as lightly of the racks and hooks and other torments against which throughout all lands men call on thee with extreme dread mocking at those by whom they are feared most bitterly as our parents mocked the torments which we suffered in boyhood from our masters for we feared not our torments less nor prayed we less to thee to escape them and yet we sinned in writing or reading or studying less than was exacted of us for we wanted not o lord memory or capacity whereof thou wilt give enough for our age but our sole delight was play and for this we were punished by those who yet themselves were doing the like but elder folks idleness is called business that of boys being really the same is punished by those elders and none commiserates either boys or men for will any of sound discretion approve of my being beaten as a boy because by playing at ball i made less progress in studies which i was to learn only that as a man i might play more unbeseemingly and what else did he who beat me who if worsted in some trifling discussion with his fellow-tutor was more embittered and jealous than i when beaten at ball by a playfellow chapter ten and yet i sinned herein o lord god the creator and disposer of all things in nature of sin the disposer only o lord my god i sinned in transgressing the commands of my parents and those my masters for what they with whatever motive would have me learn i might afterward have put to good use for i disobeyed not from a better choice but from love of play loving the pride of victory in my contests and to have my ears tickled with lying fables that they might itch the more the same curiosity flashing from my eyes more and more for the shows and games of my elders yet those who give these shows are in such esteem that almost all wish the same for their children and yet are very willing that they should be beaten if those very games detain them from the studies whereby they would have them attain to be the givers of them look with pity lord on these things and deliver us who call upon thee now deliver those too who call not on thee yet that they may call on thee and thou mayest deliver them End of chapter ten